0: Morning. Right, so I had a good talk this morning, like he was quite good. Notes, pages numbered and everything, and then Kaz prays for me, and I feel like I'm to do something else. So, I'm going to put it out to popular vote. Do you want to go... Safe and steady with a prepared talk, and I'll follow line for line, numbers to numbers. Should we go on the hunch thing? Yeah. It might be a little bit messy. We might go round in circles, but you up for a bit of an adventure? Oh, okay, okay. So here's the here's the thing. The talk, that actually the first. Eight lines are going to stay the same and then after that we'll see where the river takes us. Without a shadow of doubt, without a question in my heart, I know one thing for sure. There's many things in life I'm unsure about but this one thing I know. There is a God. He is for you. He loves you and he will never back off and never leave you never quit on you, ever. I also know something else. And this is I'm absolutely sure of. There is a clear plan and purpose over your life. It may feel at times like the world is bombarding you with things that speak opposite, a clear plan and purpose over your life. And I don't care where you've come from. I don't care about your qualifications or your lack of qualifications. I don't care about the money you have or your money you don't have. I don't care about the mistakes you have made or the way you've judged others for making their mistakes. I don't care if you're married, single, dating or pursuing. It doesn't change a thing. I don't care if you're employed, just got the sack, too sick to work, out of work. None of this changes this thing. That there is a God, he loves you, he's got a plan for you and a purpose over your life. This is what I believe God has for each and every one of us. Now we are very good when we sit in rows to think this is lovely for the person beside you. Or that person two rows ahead, they really need to hear this. But I feel that God has wanted to speak to each one of us. Starting with my heart here. So I don't want you to miss a thing what God has for you. This morning we've got lots of people who haven't been here before and I'm an absolute honour that you're here. I'm not quite sure the river you've been on to get you here today but I believe that God is beginning to do something in your heart and it may look small and it may look insignificant but let me tell you this mighty rivers today flow. But their starting point is often insignificant. Now, Bill, I know I'm giving you like one second to do this. Hey, dog at the back. Tech team, yeah. Um. Bill, can you have a little cheeky search for the source of the River Eden? There's, um a couple of guys a few years ago. They're called the Wild Swimming Brothers. And they swam um, the River Eden. And they went all to the, to the sea. Like... I've often wanted to do it, and then they did it, I'm like, ah, we'll maybe do it another time. But then, the video of it starts with them at the source of the River Eden, and these wild swimming brothers, they're like big lads, you know, um, and you'll see them at the start of their video, at the, at the very start of the River Eden, and there's this, like little gap in the um, grass, and they're like, oh... As far as we understand, here's the source. And they're trying to, like, squeeze in. And these are, like, lads who've been swimming in Norway across fjords and across crazy um, maelstroms of wild... Well, that's why they're called the Wild Swimming Brothers, isn't it? But here they are, trying to squeeze in at the very start, and they're kind of, like, sitting in a little puddle. It's actually just damp grass. But they found the source of the River Eden. But I want to let you know that the River Eden is flowing well today. And when you see a river, how it can flood a city. But the source of it is just small and insignificant. But I want to let you know today, I believe that God is at work in your heart. And he's at work across this city. And it may look small, but it is not small. Some of you feel like a cup. And it looks great from the outside. But actually inside it's empty. I believe today. Oh no, where you found it. I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh that is the Wildswomen Brothers. Well if it pops up, amazing. I can't think of anybody better than Bill and Endog.
1: Oh that's it. Oh yeah, look. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So here we go. The river starts to get deeper and wider. I think this is like an hour and a half or so. (laughs) You said you wanted to go down this road or down this river. Okay.
1: I think if you haven't...
0: What did you search for? Wild Swimming Brothers or something? Okay, well I would encourage you this afternoon to go and have a look at that. Thank you so much Noah and Bill, we really appreciate you. But here's the thing, Um, there's some really dry places across this county like really dry so dry that like you can hardly swallow because it feels like so long since you've tasted water To the lady that jesus met once this just happens to be a lady but it could have been a fella and jesus met this lady at a place at a time of day, in a situation, that everything about the social norms of the day smacked inappropriate. Like everything about this situation was wrong. But Jesus didn't care one dot because he knew the father had an agenda for this lady. And the agenda was good. The the Pharisees heard Pharisees are kind of like the religious people, but with no joy, no fun, no life. They're like people who play Monopoly, who've lost the love and joy of the game. They're like always getting the rules out. They're not into me being the banker. They think that should be an open thing anyway. But, you know, like the Pharisees, they wanted it to be so correct, but they were so far wrong. They looked great from the outside, but they were empty as can be. Anyways, the Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. I'm using the word baptizing at the start of this talk-ish, and we're going to end on baptism. So if I forget that, will you heckle me at the end and say, don't forget the conclusion you said you were going to do. Tab, I looked at you there, you're always good at remembering stuff. Um, Although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar. Near the plot of ground, Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Now wells in the Bible don't just signify water. They signify life. Not only for you, but the people and community around you. Not only life for you, but life for vegetation and life for animals. It is not one small thing, but wells signify life for a whole region. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you Living water Sir, the woman said, "You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who has gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flock and his herds? Jesus answered, "Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst' Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. I remember early on meeting Chloe, and Chloe was around our house, and you were just on your journey of discovering Jesus and who Jesus is, if he's true or if he's real, if he's just an imaginary Christmas kind of figure. And one time I think we'd ask you to pray. Do you remember this? Do you know what I'm going to say? Yes. Or oh, do you want to come and say it then? <laughs> did your crown fall off? Was you... yeah. your tiara?
1: Yeah. Hi, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, good. There's a sermon in that.
2: Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um, thanks for the heads up, Andy. Um, so. <laughs> Every week, every week, I should know by now um, Okay, so I think the story you're going to say is um, it was one of these like come and see things that we used to do so if you're quite new to church you'd be invited to some of the leaders' houses to kind of get an idea of what the church does and doesn't do and if it's for you and whatever and um, it was one of these and just not unlike this put on the spot and asked to pray for somebody Now I didn't know Jesus, I kind of had quite a negative experience of what Jesus looked like or what I thought it was and then <laughs> it, well, i was praying for someone for healing and then um, i got a quite, quite a clear image of um of what i now know to be living water but it was like just like this lady had i think it was arthritis of the hands and it was just a picture of and this like glittery sparkly blue water just going through her bones and it was just bringing healing where it went um and then obviously i was trying to like verbalize this <laughs> and obviously everything i like is sparkly so i think and that was kind of like a side swipe, like, yeah, sparkling, li- li- glittery water, that's my favourite thing ever. So I was just totally didn't know that was living water at all, and then that was quite clearly explained to me. And this lady, just all pain, had gone in her hand, and um, that was somewhat overwhelming, <laughs> um, but amazing too. Um, and you want me to tell the thing about the heart thing? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, and like so that happened and i was like oh well that was just a bit of a blip and you know coincidence and whatever i don't really know how i feel about this religious thing so i went to um an abandoned evening and some of you know this story so i apologize um for the second time and um, yeah so i was in a worship session and i was just so confused by what do i believe what's real what's not and i i'm quite i was going through a season of comparison so I compare myself to other people. Other people hearing from God and they were seeing things and experiencing things, and I was like, "I'm not like I don't. I'm obviously not special enough, or I'm not worthy, or all that rubbish." But actually, I was crying, and I was just like, "This is ridiculous." And there was a song playing, and and it was that um, "I Won't Be Overwhelmed, You Give Me Vision, See Things Like You Do" song, and I was just like crying into my hands, and God gave me a vision, like a legit, like it was like HD, 4K, like Samson in my face and I was just like oh my goodness and it was this um, picture of so I was crying into my hands it was like watching TV and it, it was a picture of a desert and it was just dead and barren and dry and it, I was, it was like being parched like he was saying and um, God was saying this is your heart without me in it, <laughs> you, know, it you know you have quite a nice life things are alright but actually it's quite a dead place to be um, and there was just this picture of like it was like cracked and um the blue sparkly glittery water came back and it was like trickling in all the cracks and spaces in the in the dead ground and where it was going it was just bringing life just like green shoots of and flowers and just real like nourishing stuff and it was almost painful do you know like when you've got chapped skin and you get it wet it was like that but it was healthy and it was in me and I felt it physically and obviously I started to freak out because i never experienced anything like that before and I was just like what does this mean Um, and it was clearly explained that's actually just God like wanting to really work in my heart and do things and bring life to the to the dead places now we've all got stuff where we can tell ourselves we're not good enough we're not worthy we've all got parts of our life we don't want to let God into um but I just want to encourage you to just to be in that place of vulnerability and just ask because that's what I did I was worshipping asking for a vision of something, and he just delivered, and I wasn't really prepared for that, to be honest. <laughs> but it's just, um, yeah,
0: is that what you wanted?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> thanks, Chloe. Kaz, would you just come on up, Kaz? Um, this is our Kaz. Um, Woo! <laughs> I hope our Kaz. Um, Chloe, in a minute, um, I'm going to just invite you to, so I'm giving you loads of prep, I'm going <laughs> to invite you to pray for people in regards to whether it's some hurt or some healing that God wants to do. And I think God's just going to give you some hints about who he wants to meet with for that. So no pressure at all. Um, This is our Kaz. Our Kaz is also a big fan of David Attenborough. Yes. Now, do you know what I'm hinting at now, the story? The acceleration? Yeah. Would you take a couple of minutes to share that, Kaz? Because I just feel that there's a... Bit of a theme today where God is wanting to come to some dry places. And, um, I think it's very simple. This story of the woman at the well, the man at the well, it's very simple. Um, indeed, the water I give him, I give her, will become, come in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. There's not one person in this room that is excluded from this. That God wants to fill your heart to such an extent that, you know like those water hydrants in America, and when uh, like they blow, and then all the kids come and dance underneath it? Do you know what I'm talking about? If you've got a sense of God, a picture of God, that he is very boring and straight-laced and stingy, well, that fire hydrant that isn't quitting, it's like Niagara Falls but going up, and people dancing under it, finding and like dirty kids are getting clean and all that that's more what god is like rather than neat tidy stingy drip like kaz what's your story uh
3: um in, in yeah yeah two words not 20 MD, i'm trying <laughs> so so my story is a long story but um one that was so angry with god <laughs> From probably 15 to 30, full of destruction, um, self-medicating my own pain and my destruction, and and that just uh, caused like a mess, a real mess. But I um, I was in love with Jesus as a little girl and knew that that was he, he it was real, absolutely real. And um, I was in London and on a um, my own healing journey and met Jesus again in a real powerful way, like a, such a powerful way. And during that, um, that was utterly life transforming for me. During that time, I'd been watching, I love David Attenborough, so planet Earth, <coughs> I love it. So watching planet Earth. And um, what I saw on on. On planet Earth, what our David was describing was exactly this verse in Isaiah that I had been given during my healing story. And in, in Isaiah, it talks about the, there is a, the desert lands <laughs> at the scent of water. Will come back to life. That it will, it will blossom again. And I had got that scripture and thought, oh, but like that's maybe a metaphor or something. <laughs> but, but then I watched this David Attenborough, and right before my eyes, but on an actual TV screen, was um, this desert. In uh, I don't know, even know where it was. I don't care. A desert, like a real life desert, and this. Um, flash flood of water came to this desert and seeds that had laid dormant for <laughs> like a whole lifetime had laid dormant, these seeds, suddenly came back to life and the, and it showed, David showed this desert that, ca- that actually blossomed and it wasn't just a cactus that sprung up, it was like flowers and um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful life, and um, it was a real honor. About 12 years ago, I, I told my story eh, in, in Hebron with Andy, and um, we gave out, and I told that story about, and I showed the clip on, um, from planet Earth that showed that this is a physical thing, and um, and that is exactly what I experienced myself in my heart, like our Chloe, <laughs> my, heart, my life that was dry. Utterly, completely dry, in places in me that I thought were dead and um, beyond repair. And Jesus completely restored and brought back life, but beautiful life, like life to abundance, where He opened doors that, that seemed impossible, where because of the, the life that I had lived and the things that I had done and the shame that I had lived under, all of that was released like God has um, Jesus has blessed me incredibly like Mary Magdalene like coming the honour that I've had of this crazy journey with Holy Spirit with Jesus despite what I had done despite what the world might have said is not okay (laughs) Uh, Jesus was utterly restored utterly restored completely restored, and, but it, it's true, it's a desert. It was a desert, it's like, exactly like Chloe.
0: And you know, that's the thing, um, Kaz's story, Chloe's story, my story, this lady here in the Bible, the man at the well, it's all the same story. Hearts which were designed with heaven in mind. And we fill our hearts with all sorts of junk. And the beautiful thing about water, when water comes, it clears off stuff. And um, if, you were to, if, if there was to be a slideshow of my heart over the years, and I turned this way and watched it as well, I can guarantee when I'd come, everybody would have would have had to leave because of embarrassment and shame, apart from Jesus. Jesus does this incredible thing with a heart like mine. He takes it and he cleans it up and he fills it up and he continues to fill it up and he continues to fill it up. Kim, you are a fire hydrant. You really are in more ways and, and you, you were just on my heart before Kim, you, you just give life wherever you go, and I just have a sense that as you dig deep into his well, like you as you, it's funny, like as you dig into the, his well, it will be like just a fire hydrant thing as well, and you just splash life better than anyone. And you if you if you dare apologize for being you, we will hunt you down and bless her more. yeah, bless her more. Like we just bless you, Kim. Absolutely. You know, um, there's some. if we had time now, we'd head out to the lakes. One of our favourite places, and we, Nora and I were there a couple of weeks ago, up at Mosedale, Mungrysdale, Swineside, it's got lots of different names. Um, There's rock there. And this rock has been there for a long, long time. And most rocks are um, jaggedy and painful and so... This rock is smoother than any slide. In fact, it's become a slide. If anybody's been there, it is just this beautiful place. And Nora and I, we were there, was it two weeks ago? And you can jump in and then you climb up and you go down the slide. And the water has made a hard place smooth. And I don't care where your heart is right now. I don't care how you feel it is. But God this morning is wanting to do something in my heart and your heart. He is wanting to produce in you a well that will not be contained. A well that has no idea when to stop giving. Because this biblical picture here is not just for one or two, but it's for you. In the days of old, and you guys are going to pray tomorrow. In the days of old, if you're coming to attack a city and the city would have a really, really good wall, what people would do if they tried to attack it with arrows, tried to attack it with fire, and they couldn't do it? You know what they would do? Because most cities would have a river flowing into it. You know what they would do? They would block the river. They would just block the river outside of the city walls. And slowly and surely, the city would die. You know, in the last couple of months, um, I found it, and I don't understand this, like every time I open the Bible, open God's word, God speaks. He brings life. And I'm like, what? So how come, friends, I'm more interested at times reading the back of a cereal packet. Henry, why is that? See, over the last couple of months, if I'm really honest, I felt a little bit like that city without the river flowing into it. And I haven't been doing bad stuff. I love my wife and all that. But I just haven't been allowing Holy Spirit, just a calm, And fill my heart afresh. So my safe talk this morning was safer. And maybe now I'm realising, oh, maybe God was just whispering to me and that was just stuff God wanted to do with me and I'm maybe not to speak it all out. But I'm, you know, when we started Carlisle Vineyard, we promised we would never put a facade up that we've got it all together. Because all the facades, you've seen this, um, and it, it's down Warwick Road, um, on the corner of Great West, uh, Great Eastern Way, you've got facade. You've got these massive signs, and what's interested on that corner, um, you'll maybe have like incredible beauty products, and you've got these incredible models modelling and looking model like. But behind the facade is where Abbey skips are. It's a skip yard. Do you know what I'm talking about? If you know Carlisle, that's what it is. And what I love about God, he's not the facade kind of God. What he loves to do is walk past the facade and get in the muck and the mess of a heart like mine. A skip yard like Abbey skips. And he starts to rearrange things. And he starts to prioritise things. And he starts to, and that needs to go, and this needs to come. I was meant to be talking about teaching this morning from the book of Acts, and how teaching is important. Friends, I absolutely believe in teaching. Absolutely. I believe that God is wanting to communicate his heart to each and every one, to the 99 and to the one. But I don't think this world, this city, this generation is needing one more sermon. I think this world is waiting for us to start putting sermons into practice. So here's my last thing I'm going to do. And then will you guys kind of lead ministry time? (laughs) all right. So here's
1: the thing. Um, Your heart is like this empty cup. Um, God, I believe, puts a bit of compost in. And then, we've got This morning, we are honoured to have guests here who are leading churches in um, Derry mm-hmm. and in Wigdon. let Maybe at the end, we'll maybe get some people to come and pray for them and bless them fill them up, if you've got money, they look like you need money, give them money if they look like you need encouragement, give them encouragement that's a sign issue shit that you've got Um, so, here we have a sunflower seed and here we have a pot of compost this represents my heart, this represents God's truth now God's truth is unchanging and it's beautiful and it's packed with potential I cannot believe, and I grew up in a market garden context, I cannot believe that there's a sunflower in there. But not only a sunflower, Margaret, look at that! Not only is there a sunflower in there, but there's millions of other potential sunflowers in there. Now, if you don't believe in miracles, look at that! Jojo, can you believe that there's a whole sunflower in there? And in there is potential to bring life to the whole city. Okay. No one can not have a bit of joy in their heart when they see a sunflower. <laughs> There's something about them like, oh, you just make me smile from the inside out. Sunflowers <laughs> <laughs> are amazing. This is potential joy bringing. some <laughs> girls are like daffodils <laughs> steroids. <laughs> 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 So <laughs> like I maybe mean, so loud it just <coughs> and you see those and those sunflowers and when you see like the slow mo, speed it up things and they like if the sun comes this way they face that way and throughout the day they turn like that. Is that true or that I might say It's beautiful, isn't it? But here's the thing, I can talk and talk and talk and talk about this sunflower in here. But this is not going to do anything at all until it's planted in there and water. So I'm all for teaching, I'm all for another talk. But until you and I take God's word and plant it in the soil and give it a bit of water, just lay dormant. God's word is how He can do things in your heart and in my life that I never I dare dared, dreamed, or imagined. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we said about baptisms. Oh,
3: yeah, so, <laughs> I think you do
1: your
0: bit
3: and, and then talk about Well, why
2: don't you. Yeah, see what we got. Perfect. It's Chloe. Like. Who got Chloe. Don't,
3: I think you you have maybe words for specific people
2: to <laughs> oh, really... Oh do you guys? Dear I'm so yeah. proud of um, Chloe. Okay. <laughs> um actually while well, I've just been standing there with that, that 30 second heads up, um, I was just thinking and God was like saying about labels a little bit. So we're like removing labels. Now, labels are quite helpful, they're quite useful things to have. But it doesn't define a product, doesn't define what's inside somebody. Um and I I feel that there might be some people here today who's been labelled as something that they are not, um, and there's like these big words coming at me, like like adulterer and and I don't know, like liar and not good enough, and you are so enough. And actually, what because we do something or have done something once or for a while, it doesn't mean that's who we are. Um, and there's just something about the water thing about the cleansing that and like letting the old go and the, and the new come so I kind of I don't really know what's next but I just want to pray for, I'll pray over us all, we've all got stuff right, we've all got these labels that like stick because you know bad things do stick um, and even though someone called you something or said you are something it doesn't make it true because what Jesus says is that you are loved, you are worthy, you are enough you are beautiful beyond imagination you are perfectly made now i don't know about you but i haven't heard that much in my life on, on like my earth like with my earthly friends and fam so i just want to kind of talk about that A second, just break that off in jesus name over you right now if you've been told that you are not enough let me tell you jesus says you were enough when the king of kings says you're enough it's probably true now you might find that really hard to stomach because you know that's what self-esteem and self-worth does we don't have it. It breaks us down, and we think, "I can't hear this. It hurts my ears. It, it makes me want to pull away." But I implore that you step forward and be brave, and you accept what Jesus says about you. Step into that place. You are worthy, and you are more than enough. You are not. You know, not, we're all we've all sinned. Just ex- I don't even like the word sin, but you know what I mean. We've all done things we maybe shouldn't have done because no one's perfect. But I just want to pray, like we're breaking that off because you are worth more than you'll ever know. Jesus died on a cross for you, despite what you might have done. In fact, when he rose again, we get to rise again. Um, Not unlike baptisms, I suppose. So, you know, the old is gone and the new comes. So, yeah, if anyone's, like, struggling with particular labels or, you know, it might be that we can't give you what you need today, but there is professionals, there is... We can reach out to other people because you're not alone. I imagine there's not one person in this room that hasn't been labelled if you are well fair play but I'll beg to differ okay and um, so yeah I just want to pray over us all this week as we're going to speak that we leave here today on a Sunday that we're able to step into a week tomorrow um, as new people because Jesus says we are and we are enough. we can't compare ourselves to what the person next to us is saying we can't speak bad things over us but we need to keep working on that so I just want to pray for you all I bless your heart, right down deep, right into those roots, right into those the, the muddy grasses, that actually Christian. you are pure and you are clean from the inside out, because Jesus says you are.
3: Guys, maybe to stand, actually, and um, I really felt, as Chloe was speaking there, about that stepping into. Um, for I feel for some of you guys, th- this is the first time you've heard this today, so it's the first time that um, you are at the start of this journey of um, just being, having stuff removed, shame washed away, labels removed, this is the first time you've heard it. For some of you though, I feel that you have been in a process for um, some time, and, and that has been a refining process, and it is it is painful, like Chloe described earlier, Like um, it's painful, but God wants to say to you that that um, the refining is worth it, and I just want to speak strength directly to your spirits, strength to continue as uh, in this refining, because it is absolutely worth it. Through it, I, I right at the start of the service, I saw this picture of um, almost like a water filter. Um, and the water coming through the filter, and it being pure and and life giving and and free from toxins and chemicals and and I also saw this gold um, you know in the the gold rush where they they have this pan <laughs> that's been shaken that's searching for gold and and that's done in water again and it's taken up all of the silt and shaking out the silt and left with gold, and so for yeah for some of you it's a fresh activation that you're going to step into um, today and and like there's an, it's just these things that we do in, in prayer is just a little, like there's power in, it's not the stepping forward that's the power, it's Jesus and then he might meet you in different ways, he loves to meet you where you're at, how you speak, how you are, what your personality is that is how Jesus is going to meet you, right um, there's no prescription but there there is something powerful about saying when you, you hear a word and you feel it's for you, is saying, yeah, I am flipping up for that. So I will take it, and I am up for it. And you align your spirit to it to say, yes, that's your yes. And so um, I think if, if, yeah, we invite Chloe to pray over you, but just to position yourselves before um, Jesus just now and Holy Spirit. And if you, you are wanting to activate that, Or you want more strength to continue in this refining process. Because the other other end is life and life to the full. Like, I promise you, it's life and life to the full. If you want to do that, either of those things is to just take a step forward. And I'm still in a flipping refining, so I'm going to step forward to receive. And we'll just get, invite Holy Spirit. Invite Holy Spirit. Some of you might physically... Feel that in your body, in your hands. If you're holding out your hands to activate, some of you—it's um, just God, eh? And He works differently with each person. He's so amazing. He's so amazing. So I just, just encourage you to stand in that place mm-hmm. and receive. <laughs>
2: Father God, I just pray for courage over us all as we try and readjust our hearts to hear what you're saying and what what you want us to do so we are porous so and we're open to what you want to do Jesus. I pray that you give us the courage to be able to accept it and um, that we have that life and life to the full and um, that we are able to come in and turn all things new dirty things clean and all that shame is just washed away. I just want to pray that our hearts are able to be open to that because it is a, it's is—it's an, an offering. It's, um, God doesn't just come in and invade. He, he He's a gentleman. He'll come in and he'll only go where you let him go. So I just pray that you unlock lock our hearts in a way that maybe we just need them to be invited to do so. So I just want to pray over you all now as you as you make that decision whether you want to open your heart right now, um, and just yeah, Holy Spirit, come and fill that place, fill those voids and those empty gaps which have been um, caused by hurt and pain and shame and all that rubbish, and just come in with that that sparkly living water that you just come in and you just cleanse those spaces, just cleanse those spaces so it's just washing away. All that all that dirt and muck. Yeah. Just the um, sexual immorality. That's what I'm getting right now. Just wanna cleanse that. If we've got stuff going on where it's about we're not meant to use the word sex in church apparently. So I'm just gonna go right in and just say, Do you know what? Jesus isn't scared to talk about sex. And I just wanna break that off in Jesus' name. Whatever that like, whatever that's brought up, if we've been talking about this and something comes up, I just wanna pray that it's gone in Jesus' name. Yeah. There's no space that we have. We we want to be too full of the Holy Spirit that we haven't got room for all this other stuff. So I just want to bless you, spirit. Bless you. Bless you. In the Father's name, amen.
3: Amen.